What if you could take a group of up to five to 10 people on your own private tour of Walt Disney World or Universal Studios? Having a cast member give you a behind the scenes, front of the line VIP experience. Well, you can, and you'll hear all about one family's experience next. Episode 122 of The Family Vacationer starts right now. Welcome to The Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny. Rob and Danny. The go-to podcast for families on the move. Welcome, friends. I'm Rob, and this is Episode 122 of The Family Vacationer. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. We're right in the middle of a Disney Orlando-centric three-episode arc. In case you missed it, last week, we spoke with Chris Kane about the Swan, the Swan Reserve, and the Dolphin Resort at Disney World. Now, to me, that's those resorts are a great answer to do we stay on property or off property when we're, when we're at Disney World. You can stay at one of those three resorts and say yes to both. Next week, we're going to be having a talk about the Run Disney events and how those can be a fun family event. Of course, fun is a relative term when you're talking about that much running, but I digress. This week, we're going to talk to Ryan Ellis, who recently took his family on a VIP experience at both Disney and Universal Orlando. Ryan's going to share with us his firsthand experience and provide some insights for families that are planning their next theme park adventure. If you're unfamiliar with the VIP experience, the private VIP experience, for an additional fee, you can take up to 10 guests at Disney and up to five guests at Universal on a, ca a cast member-led private front-of-the-line VIP experience at each park. You have a cast member that literally takes you around the parks, going park to park. It's a really cool experience. Ryan will be discussing his thoughts on the VIP services at both parks and how they enhanced his family's experience and the standout attractions and experience that made their trip truly unforgettable. We'll also be diving into how his kids reacted to that VIP experience and whether it made the trip more memorable for them and whether he would recommend using VIP services to other families planning a trip to Disney and Universal Orlando. And finally, we'll hear all about all of the Ellis family's memorable moments and experiences uh, during that VIP tour at both parks. So sit back and relax. Join us as we explore the magical world of Disney and Universal Studios Orlando through the eyes of a family on a VIP adventure. Ryan, Sandra, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Well, glad to have you. So let's talk about your VIP experience. Can you tell us more about what you guys experience using the VIP service both at Disney and at Universal? Well, I can tell you the way that our strategy was, because we we were very much, this was our big family Disney trip. We wanted to get the most out of it that we could. And so I think we were trying to be as strategic as possible in using right. our time as wisely as possible. So the way in general in which we used the VIP at Disney was we hit all four parks and we hit what was the low-hanging fruit in terms of rides and attractions. Okay. And uh, we left... Uh, on normal days, non-VIP days, we left the long lines aside and managed okay. to get absolutely everything else at each of those parks, which meant that on the one VIP day that we had, uh, we were able to park hop and hit a best of kind of attractions, things right. that you wouldn't have gotten into or that would have wasted your day. So it was really the highest and best use of your time because you spend one day non-VIP hitting 80, 90% of stuff in a given park. Right. And you spend your VIP day hitting the cream of the crop that would have eaten up your entire day otherwise. 
for sure. Uh, now there was there there's some limitation at Disney, correct? You can only do the Guardians of the Galaxy ride once, and there was one other one that I couldn't remember. Uh, but other than that, you could you could do front of the line as many times as you wanted, correct? Yeah, but we didn't we didn't have cause to because what we did is okay. we went along in each park as we kept notes of which attractions we were skipping. Right. And we ended up with about 12 to 15 of those, I believe. And that was that was enough time to do all of them once across all the parks for the hours that we had with the VIP. With Excellent. the exception okay. of we did the girls, our children did um, Space Mountain twice. So because we had just a little bit of time right at the end and we're like, what are we going <laughs> to do with this last last bit? And our lovely VIP host took the children by herself up to Space Mountain so Ryan and I could just watch a parade. It was fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I tell anybody that'll listen that the biggest uh, that the the most important part of Disney is the employees. So what was the tour guide like? Was that a, an extra special kind of situation, getting the behind the scenes information from them? She was great. She was great. She was very down to earth, very personal, um, told us her personal story, what, you know, what attracted her to doing the job that she does, uh, walked us through areas that we wouldn't have been able to go otherwise um, it's almost like being on a movie set. You go behind a corner and there you are and there's a parking lot. Um, <laughs> so she was very able to point out some things to us, give us some trivia. But, um, you know, one thing she did say to us was that a lot of families that do it the same way we did it, it's always the same 10 to 15 attractions when people do it this way. So she was very used to the circuit we were going on. Okay. And she made it very efficient for us. She knew the exact right way to walk through everything. Uh, and as a result, we got, we can honestly say we did everything that you possibly could reasonably do at the yeah. four blocks by the time we were done. And our kids, actually both at Universal and Disney, our kids loved the the tour guide. They, um, our youngest, by the end of the day, every day we'd look up and, you know, she would be like walking right with her and they'd just be chatting <laughs> and like they were, they still, like we go through the pictures now, they'll talk about Ivy and Bailey and they just, they <laughs> love both of them. They, they absolutely thought they were wonderful. That's great. So did getting the behind the scenes look, seeing the parking lot, did that take away from any of the magic for you or your kids? Not the part that we saw. I mean, I think okay. that, that it could have, if it was, um, you know, too, um, too deep into that, but, you know, a right. lot of it truly was just going from park to park, um, just jumping in a car and going through, but yeah, definitely some back corners and things like that. But um, they, the kids were that was our children's biggest concern with it I know yeah. you know that that they yeah. that um somehow it would lose they they are all about the Disney magic and so they were concerned that um it would lose some of that but I I think that they enjoyed every bit of it that that was so interesting because I, I had I've had that question from parents before but I've never had the kids ask <laughs> well if we do this is it going to take away from the magic I thought that was very wise for their age that was awesome well, let's talk about the differences between the VIP services at, at Disney versus Universal Orlando. Did you have a favorite? What What were the differences? The differences, uh, I think the main differences were just sort of how the day is laid out. So okay. 
at Universal, you have a leisurely, you meet for breakfast, your tour guide comes over and they kind of like, what are you most interested in? They go away and sort of map out the day, you're eating breakfast, there's then a lunch break built in. And then afterwards there's a dinner. We actually had like too much food that day. Like they gave <laughs> us so much food, like none of us could eat at all. Um, and then with Disney, it's a set, I think, was it eight hours? It's a set eight or nine hours, however long that is. And yeah. um, it is, you, you, we got like a churro, I think, because we got snacks between the parks. They were like, here's water, here's, you know, a small snack or whatever. Right. But it was not, you had no sit down time. It was, you're going, 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 going and getting every minute out of it. Yeah. I think part of that is probably aided at Universal with the parks being so close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know at Disney uh, and transportation is provided if you're unfamiliar um they take you in their own personal what was it a van they took you from park to park yeah it was a nice sort of luxury suv looking thing it was very nice (laughs) yeah okay well i know that's gotta that's gotta factor in especially if you're going to animal kingdom which you know as we've talked about on the show before is kind of set aside from the other three parks so you got to build in that that time which you save in their personal vehicle but that still is going to be time that you're not you don't have to kind of and, just and that's rest one of the and things we did because we knew we knew from you and your planning that animal kingdom a was a little farther away right we did not have the same level of super duper oh my god you're gonna be waiting a three hour attraction. <laughs> so what right. we did was we did an entire day of normal non-vip at animal kingdom and knocked it out and it just took it off the board entirely which meant awesome. our vip day could be for the remaining three and oh, really that's awesome too i think it was just two we did Oh, cool. Okay. Well, let's talk about um, what are some of the standout attractions or experiences that your family enjoyed during the VIP service at both parks? Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> it was uh, It was amazing. That entire area is amazing. Yeah. I'm a Star Trek guy, not a Star Wars guy, but, you know, I'll, I I speak Star Wars. Right. Um, and so it was a, it was amazing and interesting. And uh, I tried actually the morning of the VIP. I tried standing in the uh, in the new Star Wars one, the Guardians of the, whatever it's called. I forget the the, the new Star Wars, not the Rise morning. Of the Rise of the Resistance. Rise of Resistance. Right. So I, I stood in that line saying, "Okay, well maybe I can sneak this in, and we can do other stuff for VIP." And the ride broke, as it does most moons, wow. right? And so it wasn't until the VIP part started, and she got an announcement that the ride was open, that we ran right up to the to the uh, cord cutting, you know, part of the line where you could just go right in. That oh, we're able to use it. To me, that was the most memorable experience because yeah. you get to, you know, you get to be on, you get to be in an environment that you didn't think you would ever be in in real life. Yeah. Well, chances are, if you didn't have that VIP tour guide, you never. wouldn't have got on that ride because once, once it gets going, the line gets pretty long. And, you know, I, I think I had suggested that you guys try to hit that first thing and, never thinking that it would break that early in the day but it did yeah Yeah. we we got there pretty close to rope drop and even by the time we got to that line it would still wound its way almost back to the um you know to the original star wars uh thing which is way way back when you when you're oh yeah the Uh, star tours you're talking about the star tours it was almost back to star tours after winding so there was no there's no practical way and this was this was the time of year we went we timed it to have the fewest possible people in the park. Yeah. And it's still, it was, it was that popular. I don't know how anyone would ever get on absent dumb <laughs> luck without a VIP. 
Right. Yeah, and it's like Universal Orlando. I think I told you guys, like, you can walk into those parks and you're like, oh, there's nobody here. And then you get back to the Harry Potter world and you're like, oh, well, this is where everybody is because you're right. like shoulder to shoulder at that point. What are, what were some of the standout attractions at, at Universal Orlando? We um, we actually got the benefit of a ride breaking down. There was a brief time that the Gringotts uh, ride was broken down, but we happened to be near it. And so our tour guide talked to the people who were in charge of the ride, and we actually got to go into it when it was completely empty and see oh, wow. the, lo- <laughs> the lobby area. And she kept telling the girls, you don't understand how special this is. Like, no one yeah. gets to see this empty. And we have some of the greatest pictures of the girls um, there. And, um, that was, that was amazing. Uh, we were able to do the Hogwarts, um, ride twice and which was, I think all of our, well, the girls and I, it was our favorite ride, um, (laughs) there. Ryan's not as much, he's not so much into the Harry Potter, but we adored it. Um, um, so those are probably the highlights. Now, did y'all do the Velociraptor? Roller coaster? No. No. <laughs> that was a bit much for us. That's one thing we found at, at Universal is it is definitely a roller coaster thrill ride kind of place compared to the Disney parks. Yep. Yeah. They and that's a recent kind of thing too, because one of one of my family's biggest marks against Universal was just how everything seemed to be a screen. Like you're it didn't matter what ride it was, you were in front of a screen, but they since you know the past five, what five ten years they've added all those roller coaster experiences and it's really changed the the way you perceive the park no doubt yeah well how did your kids what well, go ahead well i was gonna i the ones i liked i, I i'm not a harry potter fan but i really like the king kong one that was really okay cool. and yeah. for sort of the 90s nostalgia i loved the marvel cartoon 1990s area and the spider-man ride in particular i thought was really cool it is That's a very wonderful. 90s superhero kind of take on Marvel. It's interesting it's you pointed totally that out for sure. <laughs> I was telling my daughters, this is what the 90s felt like when you're walking hey. around and everything's all happy and cheery and you know, <laughs> like there's a Smash Mouth song about to come on. <laughs> Surprised it didn't. Um, well, how did your kids react to the VIP service? You were talking about how they enjoyed the the tour guide, but how did they react overall to, to it? I think that they they saw... I mean, they enjoyed it. They saw the huge benefit of it because that first day, the first day we were at Disney and we were at Magic Kingdom, I mean, we had warned them about the lines, like we told (laughs) them what they were going to be like, but they had no concept of how, like, what? We have to wait how long? Like, it was unbelievable. So the fact that they could just enjoy those rides and not have to worry about, you know, waiting for an hour. I think things like Jungle Cruise, they love Jungle Cruise, but I'm like, right. you know what, if they had had to wait for an hour in line to go on Jungle Cruise, they would not yeah. have loved Jungle Cruise. And so right. I, <laughs> they definitely, um, they definitely enjoyed it. I will say, I think the one thing they're like, okay, so if we come back here, like as young adults, we're not going to get this VIP day. And are we going to be able to sort of understand, you know, like we were going to have to wait in line. Are we going to enjoy it quite as much? But um, that would be, I they, they loved it. It was great. It, it was good that they had, they got to see both ways because we were in the park one day as normal plebeian, normal people. And then right. one day is the VIP and you, and you feel like you own the place. Right. Right. And, yeah. And so that's a, they, they got to see the difference. And I kept telling them the whole time, most people don't get to do this. 
Yeah, right. be very grateful and very respectful to the to the person who's our our escort here. And this is something you ought to be very grateful for. And if you work really, really hard, maybe you can do it for your kids someday. But most families don't get to do this. Yeah. So it's a special thing and you should appreciate it. So did that as parents, and it is an additional expense. Disney is an expensive vacation regardless, but this is an added expense. Did it put any pressure on you guys as parents just trying to get them to understand what you just said, that this is something extra, this is a, a big benefit. Did y'all feel that pressure or no? I kind of got the sense, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I kind of got the sense they did understand it, that they did understand mm -hmm. that this was something special that was not universal, as it right. were, um, that it's it's may not be replicated again in their lives. And uh, they, I do get the sense that they appreciate it and they were grateful for it. Yeah, because I mean, even though this was their first, you know, they had never been to Disney before. Um, as Ryan said, we they at least did get to experience the parks first without that. Um, right. Without and so that that definitely uh, helped. But I think also, you know, they've talked to friends about going and they've heard about it and they've watched lots of videos about about what it was like. <laughs> and so I think that they realized that this wasn't sort of the typical experience. Do you think it would have been any different if you guys did the VIP service the first day? I don't think any of us would have gotten as much out of it because I think that as Ryan said, going through, there were rides that I didn't expect. Winnie the Pooh. I desperately wanted to <laughs> ride the Winnie the Pooh line and I would ride and I had no idea that the line was going to be as crazy as it was. Um, and so there were rides that I never really thought were going to be on our list of rides that we needed to catch on VIP day. And right. Um, so that that was part of it. But I think just all of us really had a, a much bigger appreciation for it after doing the park without it. Yeah, that's sure. essential. If you're going to do a VIP day, I think the way we did it is the optimal way to do it. You don't want to, I mean, unless unless money is no object, which is not true for most people, right. you don't want to only do VIP days. Right. So you want to save it toward the end so that you can determine what is, okay, what's the best use of my time here? Do yeah. I want to spend two hours in line today or do I want to save this for the VIP day? And you accumulate a list of things. You stay organized. God knows you're organized enough in order to go on the Disney trip in the first place. So it's just a little bit more organization. You kind of email it to yourself kind of thing in your phone and you forget about it. And before you know it, you've got a dozen attractions that you want to hit on your VIP day. And yeah. there you go. It's a business trip. Yeah. Peter Pan, that was one that always surprises me. There's a line for that. It's a great ride, but you would never expect the line to be hours long, but it always right. is. It's crazy. Right. I feel like I know the answer to this next question, but I'm going to ask anyway. Would you recommend using the VIP service to other families that are planning a Disney or Universal trip? I, what I would... Uh, well, I, I look at this from like a financial planning perspective. <laughs> um, if you have a budget for a Disney trip, I would say that the VIP experience should be higher than you probably think it is when you're planning it. Okay. I would have, in a, in a scarcity, for example, sacrificed the hotel location. Let's say we needed to get a cheaper hotel to pay for the... Mm -hmm. I would have absolutely done that in a, in a second um, because the VIP thing is so enriching. And you, right. you don't want to leave your big family Disney trip with three attractions that you regret not going on. Right? That's true. And the yeah. way you avoid that is by doing is by doing one of these VIP days. I would say the VIP day almost should orient around the rest of your budget items. Mm. Okay, fair enough. 
Well, let's talk about the, your resort stay because you stayed at the Grand Floridian. What was your view of the resort? Was that worth, was the location worth it to you guys? For us, for me and the girls, absolutely. I think it was okay. definitely more to our taste maybe than, than Ryan's. I think he would have enjoyed <laughs> some of the more manly sort of places to stay. I don't know, but our children thought they were absolutely in heaven. We had the most amazing, I, you walk out, it was a dead center view of the castle when we walked into our room. Um, we could, we watched the fireworks from our balcony. We, we would go to the club level, get desserts, watch the fireworks on our balcony. But one night we watched them from the pool and that was the most amazing oh, wow. um, situation. But then also just the, how easy it was to jump on the monorail and go places. Um, we used the boats, we used, uh, I don't know, like it, it was just so, it was, it was very, it was incredibly convenient, but it was also just very just luxurious. And you know what it felt like the staff was just unbelievable they were <laughs> they were so friendly and so just they knew my name within you know they they would you know say how how was your stay mrs ellis and you know it was just it was remarkable it was fantastic yeah you know i again talking about disney employees you can tell they buy in right, right. in in a way that few other employees of any other company i can i can think of they buy into what they do because a lot of them love disney as much as everybody you know it's something that they believe in themselves and you can tell in the way that they treat their guests. I, I love it every time we go. All right. Well, so this was a once in a lifetime trip, as you guys have mentioned. So you did the club level. Was that worth it to you guys as well? If you're going to stay in that hotel, then the club level is worth it. Yeah. Okay. What I would say, if, if you've already made the decision, you want to stay in a luxury resort like the Grand Floridian, then spring for the club level. Because um, at that point, you're, if you're not going to have the club level, you might as well stay at a lower end hotel. Okay. Right. It makes no sense to middle it. You don't right. want to pay extra to be in the Grand Floridian and then not have access to the club level. Because you guys got snacks, food, different times of the day. And yes. as we all know at Disney, that's that's gold. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was basically <laughs> breakfast every morning. I mean, it's a it's much heavier than a continental breakfast. Yeah. Um, it wasn't quite a buffet, but it was next of kin to that. Mm. And you come back at night and there's wine and beer and very heavy snacks uh, that basically are your dinner. Um, so you get a couple of meals out of it. And, uh, you know, then there's there's ice cream and snacks afterwards at night. And it's a place you can hang. You want to get out of the What I did a few times was get out of the room, uh, yeah. you know, hang out on one of the couches, listen to some podcasts, kind of unwind a little bit. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to be at a Grand Floridian type place, go for the club. Awesome. Well, looking back on the trip as a whole, is there one moment or experience that you feel like your family will never forget? For me, I mean, for me, and I think for our children, um, it was probably the Snow White um, dinner, that Artist Point, what is um, at the Wilderness Lodge? Yes. It was magical. I mean, it was sort of the end of our time there. We had spent all the days at the park. Then we had a day that we just chilled at the Grand Floridian all day. So we were relaxed, we were well rested. And then we took the boats over there. And then the whole, the whole experience, just you felt like you were in the middle of Snow White. And that's a favorite cartoon of our, of our kids anyway. Right. And, um, but the, the characters um, that were there are, you know, our, our kids were so <laughs> excited to see, to meet um, the dwarves and to meet Snow White. Um, 
our littlest had the funniest interaction at the end you go and you take a picture with the wicked witch and um she said something like she's all you know spirit our littlest one and she's like you know snow white something snow white's better than you or something like that <laughs> and the wicked witch followed her out and she said i will see you later <laughs> oh, awesome. she still talks about that she's like oh she's gonna come and get me and you know it was just it was totally like the the whole cartoon coming to life for them it was just it was beautiful and then the boat ride back it was just it was absolutely beautiful if, if i had to say the surprising attraction really really surprising that i would put in the first tier that i never would have put thought to put in the first tier when we were looking at it which yeah. was the the indiana jones special effects oh yeah. oh yeah yeah oh my god yeah. that was fantastic that was a well-spent hour or so of time the yep. kids thought it was absolutely amazing. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Um, it's probably the best. I would venture to say the best thing in that entire park is the Indiana Jones attraction. And I would not have, I didn't even know about it before we got there. Yeah. Well, and it's also an hour off your feet. So that's good. too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Which is sort of how I talked the family into doing it. And then they all, they all really enjoyed us. So. And it's right by a funnel cake shack i don't know if you guys took advantage of that but they oh anyway i can we can talk about that for for hours but okay so again once in a lifetime trip do you feel like the vip tour kind of pushed that into that category of great trip you know once in a lifetime kind of deal absolutely yes, yes because you're you're in for a penny in for a pound you're going to be spending a lot anyway right it's a once in a lifetime trip People, everybody's budget is going to be different. You know, we early on when when we were talking, um, you know, we always told you, hey, round up because we want to do the best. Right. And you're like, okay, you want to do the best. Here's the here's the fifty thousand dollar. Well, we're not quite that, but we want to want to round up. What I would right. say is, no matter what your budget is, really, really try and stretch to find time for a VIP day mm. because it it allows you. It is an efficient. There's some sticker shock as far as how much it costs. For sure. It, it allows you to get the most efficient Disney vacation, and it allows you to check all the boxes that you want to check. And if you're going to Universal, by the way, back to Universal, it's yeah. a no-brainer. It's yeah. a lot cheaper. You get all the food you can eat, basically, out of it is the way yeah. the whole experience. I don't know if that's good. That's typical. And you, it just, you have a, a very enjoyable day there for not that much extra. Right. In the grand scheme of things, Disney, it's a little harder because it's more expensive, still sure. worth it. It's a no brainer at Universal. They need to give you guys commission. That was great. That was a good sales pitch there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sandra Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the show. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for having us and thanks for all your help in, in making a, a wonderful lifetime memory for our kids. Now, if you are interested in a private VIP tour on your next Disney or Universal vacation, drop me a line at rjones at starstufftravel.com. That's S-T-A-R-S-T-U-F-F-T-R-A-V-E-L.com. Hey, everyone. If you're ready to plan your next family vacation, call my dad. He would love to help you as a certified travel agent. He never charges a fee to help you plan your vacation. Email him at rjones at starstufftravel.com. Get started planning your vacation today. Well, that's it for episode 122. Join us next week as we take a look at the Run Disney events. Till next time. 
Thank you for listening to the Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.